Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So this polarized opinion, as you know, when you talk about Pierre Polyev, there are the people who really support Mr. Polyev. There are the people who challenge him, don't believe that he's the appropriate person not only to not leave the country, but not leave the Conservative Party. And the op-eds are coming as the competition stiffens and they head towards September the 10th and the vote as to who will be the leader of the Conservative Party. Pierre Polyev, conventional wisdom is suggesting, is poised to become the new leader of the Conservative Party. And the party membership is up dramatically, and that's fairly quick. Uh, I think there are almost 700,000 who are going to be voting for leader Last time, when Aaron O'Toole won the leadership, it was 270,000. So why is Pierre Polyev the target of a series of attack op-eds and attacks from inside the Conservative Party? Why is he point painted as a threat to Canada's well-being? Is it because Pierre Polyev met with uh, Freedom Convoy truckers in Ottawa? As he this week met and strolled through Ottawa with CAF reservist James Topp, following TOPS cross-Canada walk in opposition to the vaccine mandates. He'd expressed those uh, opinions in, while in uniform, and he was disciplined for doing so. When you're in uniform, you do not have the option or the right to express your points of view on publicly on, uh, on government policy. We're joined by Denise Batters, conservative senator from Saskatchewan, a lawyer, distinguished lawyer, who endorsed Pierre Polyev, as Conservative Party leader in March of this year, Senator Batters also met with anti-vaccine mandate protesters in February in Ottawa, describing them as reminding me of the people I know in Saskatchewan, friendly, hardworking, patriotic Canadians, end quote. Remember last year, November, when Aaron O'Toole, the CPC Conservative Party leader, banished Senator Batters from the party caucus for her publicly calling for an early review of O'Toole's leadership. The Conservative Senate caucus disregarded Mr. O'Toole and said, we're not expelling Senator Batters from our caucus. And then three months later, in February of this year, Mr. O'Toole was no longer the leader of the Conservative Party, and Senator Batters was back in the full Conservative Party caucus. Senator Batters, how are you? I'm doing very well today. Thank you very much for having me on your show, Roy. Yeah, good to talk to you. Happy Canada Day weekend. Thank you. Happy Canada Day to you and all your listeners. Yeah, they always let me on a day late. <laughs> I, never, I never get to be there for the big stuff anymore. And they also say, all right, let him out of his cage on the, on the day after. Why are you supporting Pierre Polyev as leader of the Conservative Party? Well, basically, I have known Pierre since 2004, actually, when Pierre was first elected as an MP for Ottawa Carleton. That was the same year as my husband, Dave Batters, was elected as an MP. And I've always known Pierre to be someone who stands up for what he believes in, to stand up for those he represents, and does what he says he will do, which is crucial for a politician. No flip-flops, no promising one thing, and then doing something completely the opposite. Um, I think right now, Canadians want someone who will fight for them, and Pierre Polyev is definitely that leader. Um, one of his main um, points that he uh, is always espousing is freedom. And that is why so many of our ancestors came to Canada. That is why my ancestors, my grandparents came to Canada 100 years ago from Ukraine. Pierre understands that that 
is what this is all about, and he understands that to his core. He's a master communicator, and I can't wait, frankly, to see him hold Justin Trudeau accountable in question period leading off every day, and then in the election debates when we will hopefully prevail and earn the votes of Canadians and become government. Senator Batters, the leadership campaign itself, what's the reason some prominent Conservatives and leading Liberals, including Justin Trudeau, actually that doesn't surprise me, but what's the reason for some prominent Conservatives and some media organizations, or at least media pundits, attacking Pierre Polyev at every opportunity? Why are they doing that? Well, I have no idea why some prominent Conservatives would do that. you know, and I look at those who support him um, to counter that. Uh, when I see Elmer McKay, former Mulroney cabinet minister, he supports Parapolyev. Um, I also come from the PC side of the equation prior to the Conservative Party merger. So, you know, um, I think that that should provide some people who might come from that side of the equation or have traditionally voted that way. Um, some comfort, given that, uh, you know, if we thought that there were serious concerns um, about Mr. Polyev, we wouldn't be supporting him. And there are many that come from that side of the equation prior to the Conservative Party merger. Um, as far as Justin Trudeau, why he is saying things against Mr. Polyev, I think he's afraid of him. He's afraid to face him in an election. He doesn't want um, that strong of an opponent against him. So that's why and who knows, you know, um, some media organizations could be um, also wondering about that very possibility as well. So um, as far as, as Canadians, and there is brand new um, Conservative Party members, not only new to the Conservative movement, but also people who have not voted before, despite, you know, having many opportunities throughout their life to vote. Um, as you mentioned, our Conservative Party membership is now well over 600,000 members, and the previous high was less than half of that. And Mr. Polyev's campaign itself um, has actually sold more than 300,000 memberships. So he himself, new memberships, has sold more than the entire party had as a membership base in the last leadership campaign, which was then a high for the party. Senator, uh, there are many people who are saying, and you know it, you've seen it, um, that Mr. Polyev doesn't help himself when he walks with James Topp, the ex-military reservist who faced discipline for vocally opposing vaccine mandates while in uniform. By the way, uh, cut out saying he marched with him. Anybody who says he marched with him has never worn a uniform. There's a difference between walking and marching. So, but uh, semantics aside, what do you say to that? And you yourself met with um, Freedom Convoy, quote-unquote, uh, participants in Ottawa. Speak to that, please. Yes. Well, first of all, people came to their nation's capital to make their voices heard and express discontent with their government. That is actually allowed. Peaceful protest is allowed in our democratic country. And why I went to meet with uh, um, people protesting back in um, in early February during the Freedom Convoy protest in Ottawa was because these are people from Saskatchewan, from my home province. They had driven 30 hours to come to Ottawa to come to Parliament Hill and express discontent and concerns with their government. It's actually, I feel like, my job to go out there as a parliamentarian and listen to their concerns. And I know that that's the same sort of uh, um, um, issue that uh, 
here, Polyev has also expressed that, you know, this is this is our job is to go and listen to people who have concerns with the government to see if there are issues that we can talk about. And that's why they came to Ottawa in the first place. They came to Parliament Hill to express their concerns. They wanted vaccine mandates ended. Um, they're still not even ended. They're only suspended at this point, which is absolutely ludicrous. But that is um, the state of our government right now. Did it concern you when you saw some of the um, displays, the insignia? I'm not saying that there. I wasn't in Ottawa, so I can't tell you how prevalent it was. But I saw the photographs. When you saw the photographs or the images of, you know, the the swastika and, and such. Um, I'm not asking you if you support that, obviously I'm not, but I don't put that into context for me, please. Yes, well, obviously I don't support anything like that, but I can tell you that aside from seeing a few pictures of that on media, I never saw any of that in person, um, and nor would I have accepted it if I'd seen it in person. That's no, completely acceptable. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what I saw, and I was there for all of the three weeks, that uh, not on the weekends generally, but during each of those three weeks of the Freedom Convoy protest in Ottawa, and I didn't see anything like that. In fact, as I said in my Emergencies Act speech in the Senate, um, what I saw were people who were um, respectful, and I'm not discounting others may have had a different um, experience, but I saw people who were respectful and just wanted to be have their voices heard, they reminded me a lot of people that I see every day in Saskatchewan. And in fact, those are the people that I went to speak to, people from places like Birch Hill and Carndiff, Saskatchewan, who had driven 30 hours. Some of them were even vaccinated, but they just protested the, um, the possibility that they had to be vaccinated, that it was a mandate. Um, so, you know, people are allowed to have their voices heard, and it's actually the job of parliamentarians, I think, to hear them out and to... Um, to represent them. That's part of our jobs, whether we're in the House of Commons or in the Senate. You have about 700,000 people who have the right to vote for party leader, which is massive, because I think it was 270 last time, I think. Um, You would know better than I, but uh, it's just get the sense that there's some building, and it's been building for some time, acrimony. And I've spoken on the air with John Charest, with Patrick Brown, with Dr. Leslie Lewis, and of course, Mr. Polyev on several occasions. And there just seems to be a growing animosity. Does this situation have the potential to derail the Conservative Party? I really don't think so. I mean, first of all, I would say that our National Conservative Caucus is more united now than it has been for a very long time. And that's not just coming from me. That's coming from people in our in our caucus who may not have even supported what I did back in November of launching the petition to review Mr. O'Toole's leadership. But in the last several months, under the interim leadership of Candace Bergen, our caucus has been very united. We're doing great things to hold this government to account. Um, and, you know, even that will be even amplified when we finish this leadership race, and hopefully Mr. Polyev will be, um, will be the victor in that, and then he will be there to hold Mr. Trudeau and all of his ministers who need so much accountability right now. I mean, right now we have at least two ministers who are in absolute hot water over misleading parliament and potentially 
even politically interfering with a criminal investigation. Like it, it's about as serious as it gets. We need strong leadership right now. We're not getting it from Prime Minister Trudeau. And we and, this, and on the economic front, my goodness, something that Pierre has been extremely strong about. I mean, he called inflation two years ago. It was at a time when the Bank of Canada governor was warning of a potential deflation situation. Pierre was in instead forecasting inflation. So, And the last time we had inflation this high, which everyone for sure notices at the grocery store and um, filling up their tank, was uh, we had another Trudeau as the Prime Minister at that time. So, you know, it's time that we need to have someone other than a Trudeau in that Prime Minister's chair. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favourites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.